Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome. This is Brooke Volk, your host and assistant writer to Ken Vernon, the inspired author of the ebook and published book, Revelation of Revelation, A Total Fraud. What you're about to hear on this episode of Revelation of Revelation has never been revealed before now on this type of audio format. So we want you to listen in now and as we introduce today's program on this topic, on this one-of-a-kind program, where it's the scriptures that is speaking the truth through the in-depth scriptures of Ken Vernon, the, his studies that open our eyes to your known holy scriptures. And are they what we really were grown up believing them to be the traditions of men? Well, in direct relation of Revelation, if you haven't already, you place your order. Or you can go to Amazon, for example, or Barnes & Noble, and pick up a published book. And now the author, Ken Vernon, and this program's Truth Explained. Good evening, Ken. Good evening, Brooke. And good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Last program, we offered everyone listening an opportunity to, or we extended, an opportunity to everyone listening to the program to go to the website and uh, just read the programs, the uh, articles that are listed there. Uh, We asked for some feedback. We didn't get any feedback. So tonight that 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 offer is still extended to everyone, and we hope you will be a little bit more energetic anyway and give us some feedback. The reason for for doing this program from this YouTube venue is because in 2012, in April, May of 2012, I just I learned from the scriptures that the book of Revelation is nothing but a fraudulent document. It is not a scripture. Now, for any individual to make a statement like that, of course, the people in the Bible world would say, well, who are you? But who are you, <coughs> excuse me, even though it may seem the right question, is not the right question. 
The question that anyone should ask is, why do you say that? And then I will say to those who ask that question, read the book. It is based upon scriptures, not an interpretation of scriptures. It is based on scriptures. And the book of Revelation, actually, for anyone who picks up the book and go to the very first line in the first chapter, if you have any knowledge about your Bible whatsoever, you can clearly see it begins with a giant lie. It says, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him. Well, if you ever read the Gospel of John in chapter 1, tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we have two gods brought to us by the first, first first, also in the Gospel of John, telling us that we have two gods. A little further on in that chapter, it says, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Then we go to the book of Revelation, and the book of Revelation says, in that case, if you will, the revelation of God, which God gave to God, which is utter nonsense. God does not reveal anything to himself. God is God, and there are two of them. Excuse me. There are two of them, not one. There is no such thing as a single God. The word God that you find in your English translation of the Bible is taken from the Hebrew word Elohim, which means the mighty ones. The mighty ones, then, are the ones that are spoken of in the Gospel of John when the label comes along that says one is Word and one is God and the other is also God is actually is false. There's no truth to it. There are two beings, two spirit beings, which are responsible for creation. For example, if you go, if you get yourself a better translation of the Bible, or the Institute for Scripture Research uh, translation, or the Memorial Scroll, you will find in them the word for the mighty ones, the Hebrew word, which translated into English means the mighty ones, used by the translator, taken directly from the Hebrew scriptures. So, if you're working only with the King James, the NIV, the, uh, the Living Bible, the RSV, you will not know that. You will absolutely have no idea that there are actually two divine beings, and they are called the Mighty Ones. So again, in returning to 
Revelation chapter 1, it says, The revelation of the Mighty One, which the Mighty One revealed to the Mighty One. Absolute nonsense. And then, of course, we go on to show all the lies that are actually written in the book. So again, we extend an invitation to you to go to our website, or as Brooke said earlier, go to Barnes & Noble or Amazon, get a copy of the book. The e-book, it's no big money. It's really dirt cheap, if you will, for the information that's written in it. Now, let's continue with what's been built for tonight's program, the Jubilee Year. In the past two episodes, I spoke about the Jubilee year, a term that is completely void from hearing or completely missing from the teachings of Christianity. The reason being is that Christianity is a religion that comes to the world from Rome. Everyone knows that. Any any Bible student knows that the Protestant movement came out of the Christian religion which originated in Rome. Contrary to many of the documents that they produce, the, the Christianity does not come from the Holy Land. It is the work of the Roman Empire. At its head, excuse me, Roman Emperor Constantine. So here again, we have clarifications of misinformation that preceded all of us for centuries. Now, at the time of the end, when the first fruits must be sanctified, the truth has come forward to all of us. This website is dedicated to bringing everyone the truth. For those who are not interested in the truth, that's okay. We will never tell you that you're lost and you're not saved and you can't be saved because that is just not true. <clears throat> Excuse me once again. Uh, from the earliest teachings that I can go back to from the Methodist Church, I was always told that Jesus is our Savior. And there are certain things that you must do which are written right in your New Testament that says, confess with your tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you shall be saved. Well, those passages are also very false. Scriptures clearly say, no man can come to me. John six forty four unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the scriptures, as Brooke mentioned at the beginning, is what brings us the truth. Not the minister, not the priest, not the rabbi, not any Bible expert, but the scriptures that bring us the truth. From the CJB, the Complete Jewish Bible, an English translation by Dr. David Stern. In Matthew 11 and verse 25, it tells us, it says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, 
that you conceal these things from the sophisticated and the educated, and you have revealed them unto ordinary folk. That's us, Brooke and I, and that's you. You who are listening, I don't care if you've been to Bible college. I don't care where you've been. As I told the people, if you continue in my word, you shall know the truth, and that truth will set you free. And in obtain, coming into the understanding of the truth, you can only do so by the Holy Spirit, which is given to us when we obey his instructions. You cannot go any other road. You cannot choose any other system. You cannot bypass the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that's responsible for this program tonight that we are bringing to you, that we are sharing with you, so that if you're among the first fruits and you are looking for information and looking, you must be looking because you're here, you're listening to this program, consider what the Messiah said to those people who believed on him in his day. He said, if you continue in my word, then you shall know the truth. If you don't continue in the word, you cannot know the truth because you're being disobedient to his command. And he will not give you his Holy Spirit if you do not obey his command. Having said that, let me now return to the word Jubilee Year which I used last week in the, in the second of our end-time programs. The Jubilee year is of great importance in the Bible. As I said to you before, Christianity comes from Rome. Not No one in Christianity, except for a handful of very small groups, will tell you anything about the Jubilee year found in the law of Moses. Brooke and I were basically members of a congregation here in New York many years ago when we learned that the seven high holy days that you see observed by Jews all over this world, and they're called Jewish holidays, are actually seven Sabbaths, annual Sabbaths, that are written right in your Bible, and they are—they were given to the children of Israel to observe as appointed times in their worship of the Creator. But when he threw them out of the Promised Land back there in the first century, precisely A.D. 69-70, he terminated the system of worship that he gave to them from the law of Moses. He removed it. But the law of Moses has not been removed. It still serves as a very high-scoring prophetic instrument to anyone who comes to the scriptures learning the truth. Brooke and I learned that those holy days were prophetic more than 25 years ago, based upon the fact that we were members of a congregation 
which observe the law of Moses. For example, Passover. That was when the crucifixion took place. Christianity teaches Good Friday and Easter. Those words are not found written anywhere in your Bible. I don't care whose translation you have. It doesn't say that. You can pick up your Bible as I speak. Go to Luke 22 and read it. You will see the Messiah clearly in that chapter said to the disciples as at their Passover, the final Passover he spent with his disciples. He said, this cup is my blood in the new covenant. And that's where the new covenant started because the following evening he would become the lamb that would be slain for Passover. He observed his last Passover with his disciples before the actual Passover. That is only one on the day that you will read all over most of the English translations once again on the day of Pentecost. That word was inserted into your Bible once again fraudulently. The day on which the Holy Spirit was poured out upon all fresh as promised by the prophet Joel is the feast of fresh fruits. As I said before, this entire business, salvation, is a Hebrew event. If you go to John chapter 4, and again look at the conversation with the woman at the well and the Messiah, Messiah said salvation is of the Jew, not the Christian, not the Presbyterian, not any Protestant group, not any Christian group. It is a Hebrew event for the Hebrew peoples. When the Messiah returns, if you know anything about the end time, he returns to Jerusalem, to the Mount of Olives. He doesn't return to the Vatican. He never left the Vatican. He left from the Mount of Olives. And you can read that in the book of Acts in the first chapter. Now, this might seem like a ramble to you, but I'm trying to show you that the holy days are not on, were not only given as a system of worship, but they're also prophetic. If you go to the Passover records that are in your New Testament, you will see time and time again from all three, four Gospels where it's written. You'll find these words. And this was done that the scriptures might be fulfilled, which says, and you can read the rest. All over the Gospels, that crucifixion account was followed by many signs, including when he was on the cross. Before he, before he died, it, the scriptures clearly says, and this was done that the scriptures might be fulfilled. Scriptures being fulfilled, then, let's talk about the Jubilee year. The Jubilee year was to be observed by the children of Israel in the Holy Land while they were in the Holy Land under the law of Moses. 
It can only be observed in the Holy Land. Cannot be observed anywhere else. Nowhere else on earth, even though you see many, many people today trying to observe the holidays, you cannot. The holidays can only be observed in the temple. That is the designated place that the Messiah commanded uh, Solomon, King Solomon, to build. Because that is where they were, as the children of Israel were instructed, to go to that site. Every time there is a holy day to be observed, that is the place where you went. If you go to First Kings chapter 9 and read it, he clearly told Solomon, he said, I, I heard your words, <coughs> excuse me, I heard your words, and all will be well, providing you follow my instructions. He said to King Solomon, he says, but if you or any of your children turn away from following me, this house, which I have hallowed for my name, I will eject from my sight. And he did that twice, prior to the Babylonian exile, and when the Roman armies took Jerusalem apart in the first century in AD 70. All, those, all that information is right in your Bible. The Jubilee year, which was to be observed by the children of Israel in the Promised Land, held great, had many wonderful things for the people who were observing the Jubilee year in the land. Properties, there was a system that was set up. And uh, if I have a little time here, I will go to <clears throat> Leviticus 25 and show you the uh, Feast of Tabernacles, not Feast of Tabernacles, but the Jubilee year, as it was to be observed by the children of Israel in the Promised Land, and the results, or the good things that would be obtained by the children of Israel for observing the Jubilee year. I'll take you to Leviticus 25, and I will begin. In verse 8, these are instructions concerning the Jubilee year. He says, And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years. And the time of the seven Sabbaths of seven years shall be unto you forty-nine years. And you shall then sound the trumpet on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the new moon, on Yom Kippur. Cause a shofar to sound throughout all your land. Let me continue. And you shall set the fiftieth year apart, that's the jubilee year, and proclaim release throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. It is a and uh, 
the eyes of people, translated Yobel. The English translation from it is Jubilee. It says it is a jubilee for you. And each of you shall return to his possession. And each of you return to his clan. The 50th year is a Yobel to you or a, a jubilee to you. Do not sow, do not reap. And what grows, neither gather from the unpruned vine. It says the jubilee year is set apart for you. Eat from the fields that crop. In the year of the jubilee, let each one of you return to his possession. For those who remember the 1967 war in Israel, the Six-Day War that came about at the time of Yom Kippur, on a jubilee year. That was a key fulfillment of that jubilee year. It was the 39th jubilee year from the Messiah. Anyone can do the math. You just take 50, divide it into 1967, and you will see that it was 39 0.34 years. The 0.34 years was the 33 and a half years that he spent during his ministry. And counting from that point on, you see that there are 39 jubilee years. When the children of Israel left Egypt, they were not allowed to go into the land for 40 years, specifically because they rebelled. Now we learn from that jubilee year, that the jubilee year that comes to the world from the Hebrew Scriptures, which are there for signs and for appointed times, is actually the 40th jubilee year, which will come about in 1967 on, once again, just as it says, Yom Kippur. So we find Information from the scriptures, not from interpretation of the scriptures, but directly from the scriptures, showing us a clear pattern that these high holy days were not only a system of worship for the children of Israel, it was a prophetic, they were prophetic, and in fact, it impacts all of society eventually. As usual, we say to everyone who come to our broadcast, if you would like more information on any of these topics that we bring you, by all means, go to the website. There's a email address listed there. You can take it and send us any questions you like. We will even schedule a program to answer you, or we will send you a personal email. It's your choice. All yours, bro. Thank you, Ken. As we conclude this week's broadcast, we invite you to join in with us on the talk show format at your convenience, day or evening, and check for the latest updates and episodes, such as this very episode, which will be archived for your listening at, I would say, five minutes after this program concludes. It's a way that you can listen to all of our broadcasts and you'll hear many that are repeated in different 
programs, many different themes. Each one can talk to you in a different revealing light of sharing with you the aha moments that Ken so uh, fondly remembers on the day that inspiration struck him to realize that the scriptures that we know and have been taught traditionally are in error. Why did it happen at this particular time in this age? Because it is prophesied to be such. And we are the simple folks that bring this message to you. It's not a popular message. It's not one that sits well with many because in the end of the age, not many will seek the truth, but those that do will be listening to a program like this or other programs that talk about scriptures and how diverse they are and how diverse that they have been manipulated in translations and other people's purposes to control. This is a subject that is covered in the Revelation of Revelation, a total fraud book that Ken and I, as the assistant writer, has made available to you in published version and e-book version. If you go to the revelationofrevelation.com, we also invite you to look at the website and go under Media tab, and you'll see some posts by Mr. Vernon. And that's another way to dig into your own scriptures, follow along with what he mentions in these posts, and then comment. And if not on the website, comment by email, direct to Ken Vernon at Bergedi, B-E-R-G-E-D-I, at optonline.net. Ken is a individual like you and I and everyone listening that was seeking the truth. And just as Scripture says, seek the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This is from your Scriptures and how you've heard it in all your decades of Bible studies and sitting in your pews at your place of worship have now become aware that, wow, those feelings that you thought about inside that you were not comfortable with, well, that's one very good reason. It was a spirit being talking to a spirit being such as ourselves, eternal beings, that has tapped into something and says, seek the truth. And we'll share that a little bit here, a little bit there, here a little, there a little. And that's where I asked for simplicity and understanding. And Ken has spent over 50 plus years with his Bible, knows scripture, and now at this stage of life, able to reveal to you through inspiration the topics that we set forth here on TalkShoe. Thank you again. Join us for the next episode. Have a good weekend coming up. And we look for your comments through our emails and posting on our website. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.